This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Tuesday and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. Yes, indeed. And to kickstart the show, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Sharjah police and how they're using the smart device to follow up on health of canines who help protect Emiratis. Yes, indeed. I never thought that we would be using tech to help keep track of dogs, but definitely in the world of tech, lots and lots is happening when it comes to Apple and Hyundai because they have both come up to a deal where they are planning to make autonomous vehicles. We've heard a lot about Apple working on autonomous cars um, coming up in the next few years. Yes, indeed. And also now we're going to be talking about Telegram and how it's getting a little bit jealous that Signal has taken (laughs) some attention. And now they're taking on Telegram, taking on Signal head to head and saying that there is no comparison. Now, coming up on the show as well, we're talking all about digital cockpits because Samsung has actually come up with a brand new design that it is planning to launch in the year 2021. What does it look like and is it going to be transforming the way we drive our cars? This is all what we're going to be discussing in just a few moments. And we're also talking about the JLab J Buds frames and how they're open ear headphones you clip to your glasses. Now, we have talked about JB headphones before on the show, I think back in 2019. How you had headphones, had glasses that had built-in headphones, but now JBL is coming out with something new. You clip it into your ears, uh, your, 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 glasses. <laughs> your glasses. Yes, indeed. Lots and lots is in store on the show, so keep Pulse 95 locked, and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Sharjah police and how they're using a smart device to follow up on health of canines who will help protect Emiratis. Now, who knew we could use technology with dogs, which canine is a dog. Now, from being furry companions to detecting and against and acting against threats, dogs have served people in different ways for ages. Now, even with modern tech savvy tools taking up more space in human life, these animals haven't lost relevance yet, and they do still remain a crucial part of the security mechanism globally. Yes, indeed. And especially when we think during the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of officials were actually using dogs to find out who had COVID-19 and who did not. So they were actually being used as, we can say, a diagnostic tool. But while dogs continue to safeguard human beings against threats, technology can come in handy to make sure that they are also staying healthy and alert. Authorities right here in Sharjah are using devices to track the fitness of these canine dogs that are basically serving the city's police force. So what these devices will do will basically allow them to collect data on smartphones that will be shared with the vets of those canines to make sure that their health is in check. Now we're talking about information including details of how a dog's organs are performing to the trainers and veterinary units of Sharjah police via their handsets, which could be their mobile devices. Now the waterproof monitoring device does weigh just around 10 grams and can be embedded on a dog's collar. Now, it does have to be charged every six months and does generate updates, which does help vets and supervisors take decisions to improve the canine's uh, performance. So we're looking at the battery life on this gadget six months at a time. 
That is amazing. It is amazing, especially when you're dealing with animals. You don't want to be taking off this gadget and putting it back on multiple times. Now, the data that it's going to be collecting will basically be about the skin diseases that the, the canines may have. It may be about the sleep quality that they're getting, the hours of training that can be obtained, in addition to all the usual vitals that doctors or vets would take at an office. So we're talking about their weight, their breathing rates, and these can all be collected throughout the device, which can also be linked to a smartwatch. So police officers can also keep an eye on mm-hmm. the dog's vitals as they are helping them out during the different operations that they go on. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, fun fact, Emirati dogs, Emirati police dogs, actually became the first in the world to sniff out COVID-19 cases at airports. Now, Emirati authorities did report that their dogs were able to detect the virus with accuracy as high as 92%. And they could even alert supervisors about COVID from a person's sweat in just mere seconds without coming in, into contact with the patient or the person. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the UAE coming in first once again, and even with the coronavirus and sniffing out canine sniffing dogs. <laughs> who would know that canines could sniff out the coronavirus? And we're looking at that high 92% accuracy. So having this type of gadget on these dogs is very important because, again, they're on the forefront and against the fight against COVID-19. So obviously we do need to take care of the dogs. They're taking care of us, so we might as well go ahead and take care of them. Devices like this one that have been adopted by Sharjah police are relevant even after the pandemic has been a part of our lives and people have created different tools to be able to fight it. Let us know your thoughts. It's definitely a very interesting story using gadgets to take care of dogs, more specifically canines with Sharjah police. But let's move on to talk a little bit about one of our good old friends, Mm. Apple, because they are actually setting out to agree to a deal with Hyundai to make autonomous vehicles. Yes, now word about the Apple car has been circulating around the internet for quite a while now. I talked about, I believe, two weeks ago about how they were uh, kind of uh, thinking about 2024 as a launch date for the Apple car or as rumors heard. And then we saw again that rumors set to 2028. But now we have new information and an agreement with Apple and Hyundai to create and sign a partnership, a partnership deal on an autonomous electric car by March. So we're looking at about two more months until that agree agreement comes into play. And there will they will start a production by around 2024 in the United States. So production by 2024, a couple of models here and there. So again, we're looking at a time frame from 2026 all the way to 2028. You're absolutely right, Hani, because the companies are actually aiming to launch the self-driving electric car, hopefully in 2027. So this will basically be sending Hyundai shares up nearly 20 percent. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people have been very excited about Apple actually entering the car industry. It's definitely a new realm for it to become a part of. We've seen them, you know, work mm-hmm. on laptops, work on phones, work on headsets, but never work on autonomous cars. Apple at the moment refused to comment mm-hmm. to anything about the story, and it's understandable since Apple does like its secrecy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of analysts have been following up, and they've said that Apple and Hyundai have already agreed on a production location on the capacity and the time frame for signing the agreement mm. and they will be launching the pilot ve- pilot vehicles pretty mm. soon. Now, the previous version did say that the companies were actually planning to build the cars at Kia Motors factory in Georgia or they're planning to invest jointly in a new factory in the U.S. 
to probably produce 100,000 vehicles mm. at the, around the year 2024. But the full annual capacity of the plant would be about 400,000 vehicles. Mm. Now, both companies did decline to comment, but let's go back a couple of weeks ago and talk about how Elon Musk, who is now the richest person in the world with a network, last time I checked, around $190 billion, uh, kind of toppling uh, Jeff Bezos, the owner of Amazon. Mm. Now, Elon Musk came on and took it to Twitter a couple of weeks ago saying that Tim Cook's kind of declined an offer to buy Tesla back in the day. And I I do believe that Tim Cook still kind of uh, bites his own hand per se (laughs) because he did not go in with that Tesla deal. And now we can see that Tesla is the most profitable, uh, I think they call it the mobile, uh, in the car industry. industry. In the car industry. So now Apple does want to kind of pick up the plate and pick up the speed and go into that autonomous uh, electric vehicle industry. Now, my opinion is that Apple will do good. Now, Apple will do good because, number one, Apple does great marketing. And number two, people love Apple products. But at that point, how much is a person willing to pay for an Apple car? Mm, They do have a very big fan base. So I wouldn't be surprised. Personally, I feel like anything that comes out of Apple does very well. And they are moving forward with this car technology. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that they're going to be creating something Mm -hmm. completely different Mm -hmm. to what Tesla and other electric vehicles or autonomous uh, vehicles have embedded within their cars. Now, Apple is aiming to produce the passenger vehicle that could also include the breakthrough battery technology around the year 2024. But we said that the production would be in the year 2027. I think if they play around the battery aspect, by making sure that it's not going to be running out pretty soon Mm -hmm. and there are enough outlets to charge these cars, then they'll be on the right track. Again, Apple is smart with this. I'll tell you why. Because now we're seeing the kind of the... The, the, the adaptation to superchargers and electric charging stations in the UAE, in the US, in the US and around the world. So by the time the Apple car is rolled out, a lot of charging stations should be available, thus making it even easier for a transformation from normal diesel cars or patrol cars all the way to Apple and electric cars in general. Let me know your guys' thoughts, 4215, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse95. What's worth a click and download? Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've known and we've heard for the past couple of days there has been a ruckus online because of WhatsApp and their new privacy uh, policy and terms and conditions. And came out Elon Musk and said, hey, listen, stop using WhatsApp (laughs) and start using an app called Signal. Now, yesterday, Omni and I did talk about Signal and the benefits it does give. And Omni and I had to try out the app itself. Now, I don't like the app entirely. Me and too. <laughs> I don't like the features it gives. But again, it is more safe and some people uh, want that more privacy and safety. But we have an old friend coming back, or as you can say, an old lover. That back <laughs> in when WhatsApp was becoming WhatsApp and what it is today, it did have a competitor, Telegram. Now, Telegram is making headlines once again and taking on Signal and saying that there is no comparison. Yes, indeed. It's crazy how all of those messaging platforms tend to argue and use the opportunity to rise to the ranks. But I do personally think that Telegram has no chance. If I'm going to it right now. If Signal had a chance, I don't think Telegram has a chance. Um, there's a big debate, as you've mentioned, Hani, about the WhatsApp data policy. Mm. And a lot of users have been leaving WhatsApp, flying off 
the way to start using Signal. And a lot of people have been worried that their privacy is in danger. Uh, Signal has been winning the App Store simply because they have super encryption, great features to maintain privacy. But at the same time, Telegram is trying to use this time of hardship for WhatsApp to win the hearts of many. Now, we cannot deny that it has a lot of features. The app and the platform has a lot of features that can make sure that you're out of the whole Facebook WhatsApp merge. You're not risking yourself and your information to be shared on a different platform. However, Signal does cheat one feature from Telegram, which is the secret chats. And this is part of the reason why Telegram's founders actually came out saying that I think that they believe that Telegram has a better chance over Signal. Now, let's talk about Telegram. Now, Omnia, you talked about how you don't believe that it might make that convergence or it doesn't yes. have a chance. No. Well, you're wrong. I'll tell why? you why. <laughs> because, Omnia, there's a big majority of people who use Telegram. Yes. And already have that base, that, uh, that, that fan base that already has been built. Now, I don't know if you know this, Omnia, but mm. in Saudi Arabia, Telegram is very big. In the in Europe, I believe, if you think in Bosnia, mm. a, a lot, lot of people, a lot use of people like to use Telegram. And something I've noticed that a lot of university students right here in the UAE, and I have a friend himself, opts to using Telegram instead of WhatsApp when it does come to those very big groups. Just because of the ease of access, Telegram does give you, and it does give you that type of anonymous feel mm -hmm. when it does come to Telegram. Now, obviously, when you're in a group of 50 to 60 people, you want to be a kind of a little bit anonymous, especially if they're classmates and there's merging classes. True. So I understand <laughs> where that point of view is coming from. Again, Maybe Telegram doesn't have a chance with WhatsApp, yeah. but I do believe it can kick Signal off the charts. I think when it comes to WhatsApp, they don't have a chance, but you are right yes. in terms of it already has a fan base. But that fan base, I don't believe, is large enough to win over WhatsApp, especially in the time of hardship for the platform. Now, for those of you who don't know much about Telegram, it does have a very seamless multi-device sync with access to past chat history, which is similar to WhatsApp offers. They have huge group chats, just like you mentioned, Tani, mm -hmm. persistent message history. So if you are one of those people that likes to keep message receipts, that's definitely a plus for you. But it also allows instant media forwarding without having to re-upload. So this will basically minimize the storage usage on your phone. You will never lose your messages, even if you lose your phone, because of that multi-device sync. And it has other great features like decreasing the bandwidth, decreasing the amount of battery it uses, and also decreasing the storage that it takes out of your device. Now, Omnia, I have just dialed the Telegram app. I'll yeah. be 100% honest, I didn't really have it on my phone. Mm -hmm. And I think the last time I downloaded it is when the first time I got my hands on a smartphone. Mm -hmm. But now, I have just down downloaded the app and I'm going through it. Now, there's an option on your contacts list to see who is, who's been online last. Okay. Right? So there's a tracking feature, there's a, basically. The, just like what's up's last scene. Yeah. But now it shows everyone, the whole list. Mm. So the last person online from my contacts was online a minute ago. Mm. Right? And then two minutes ago, four minutes like ago, that. five minutes ago. It's not about, I'm not trying to talk about the privacy right now. I'm just talking about... How many people are actually using this app? Mm. Now, if I, I'll go right here. I'll go all the oh, way down wow. here. Right? Last scene was uh, January 1st of 2021. And I just, you just saw me. I yeah, he I swiped a random swipe I up. saw a random swipe. So people are actually using this app. Now, if I'm going back, I'm saying four hours ago, five hours ago. So maybe this app is a little bit more active than we kind of uh, Think. thought. So this has actually got me thinking. 
Could Telegram even have a chance with WhatsApp? Because these are people that I know in real life that I've seen a lot and they've never told me they use Telegram. But at the same time, if it did have such a big fan base, why have we not heard it? Or why have may, maybe why we're it... the ones that are out of the loop? On <laughs> could, could you ever think about it? it? Maybe we're the I ones out of the loop. I would be surprised, but at the same time, we would heard we would have heard about it rising in the ranks on the App Store, mm-hmm. but just I, like we heard with Signal. But again, Omnia, you know what? I actually don't think WhatsApp is going anywhere. Mm. I, I changed my mind. I'll tell you why. Mm. Because something just hit my brain. Yeah. Now let's say, for example, you ordered something from online. Mm. Send location Business-wise. boss. Oh. Send location boss. <laughs> go download Telegram. Yes. You can tell you to go download Telegram. Talabot, for example. True. Sometimes the driver will contact you and say, go, uh, say, can you please send me the location boss? Noon, Amazon, Nemshi, you name it. They all they all rely on uh, WhatsApp. Aramex. Aramex has its own bot system where you say, hey, can I check my shipments? True. There you don't even have to go to the website. So I retract whatever <laughs> I said, ladies and gentlemen. WhatsApp is here to stay. But we want to hear from all of you. Text us in at 4215, do it to Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. We have a big competition. Telegram, Signal, or our good old friend, WhatsApp. Which one do I'm you think... I'm sticking with the OG. Me too. <laughs> Which one do you think uh, would basically be winning the messaging platform? Do you still think WhatsApp will be trusted by users? Let us know your thoughts. But coming up on the show, we still have lots to share with you because we're talking all about Samsung's digital cockpit that will be coming out close enough this year. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. 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 How far can we take vehicle technology? This is a question that a lot of car industry experts have been thinking about. A lot of people talk about flying cars. We've talked about flying cars happening right here in Sharjah, autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles. But never, never did I think that a smartphone industry would consider getting into the car industry. It started out with Apple and now Samsung is hopping on the bandwagon because we have news about Samsung's digital cockpit that will be coming out soon enough this year. Let me tell you, it literally looks like a part of an episode from Black Mirror. Yes, now Omnia, we do know uh, Samsung is very well known with their phones, their TVs. And I remember the first time I heard the word Samsung Omnia is when my dad got a new TV. That was all the way back in 2000 and something. But it was 2000 and something. But now, uh, since it was actually first introduced at CES 2018, the digital cockpit has been constantly evolving, adding new types of innovations each and every year. Now, we're going to tell you guys and talk to you guys about this digital cockpit and what it could provide for us human beings. Now, it will transform vehicles into places where passengers would love to stay. It's no longer going to be, you know, we're no longer going to be using a car to get from point A to point B, Mm. but it's more or less going to turn into a whole experience that as a passenger, you will get to enjoy the minute you get into the car. Now, their main focus is to simplify communication between you and the car that you are riding in. But they're also planning to deliver fun on the go communication and experiences without obstructing the view of the driver. Now, this is a very important point because we've talked uh, Honey and I have talked about the virtual the Apple windshield. windshield. Yes, the Apple windshield, the virtual windshield, and even though it's a great concept, in my opinion, it is distracting for the driver. But with this new solution, they are basically combining a wide 49-inch 
LED display with a sound system that will make the content in the car feel that much more immersive. Now, these technologies actually allow users to enjoy a customized entertainment experience while also enabling them to communicate with the world around them. Now, it kind of gives me something about the CarPlay vibes. Now, CarPlay yes. uh, is introdu introduced by Apple. And let me tell you, if you have a car that has CarPlay mm -hmm. and you have an iOS iPhone, it is really, really, really nice. And it, Google Maps, any type of maps, is integrated with CarPlay. You got your music. You can reply to text messages. So I like the, the, the feature that Apple has with CarPlay. But now we're looking at Samsung trying to get in that type, same type of waters. Now, it's really a beauty. Uh, what the digital cockpit can give us now it does have a it is customized for various use cases and transforms the vehicles into a versatile and convenient all-purpose space now one of the solution's greatest strengths is its 5g technology which does enhance users experience by allowing them to utilize these features without any interruptions now imagine you had all of this technology and it was slow yes that's where 5g <laughs> comes along and says hey no more slow this is going fast super fast it is going super fast and that's the best part about the brand new digital cockpit that they're working on in a nutshell it's all about displays there are multiple displays for the drivers and the for the driver and the passengers but mm. let's mm. think mm. of it from a different perspective mm. wouldn't it be nice to have your car also serve as a mobile office because this is one of the features that is going to be coming in with the digital cockpit because they are making it possible with different tools to allow you to maximize your productivity on the move. So basically, you'll be able to manage all of your work. It will also support video conferencing. It has tools for editing video clips all in your car. So just imagine you're riding in the car. Let's say someone is driving you around. Instead of pulling out your laptop, you can just edit your videos, have Zoom meetings, all in your car through the different screens that are available with that cockpit. Now, Omnia, let's look at it at another point of view. Let's mm. say you get into an Uber or a taxi and you have this, not let's say cockpit, yeah. but the same type of display without the steering wheel. Mm, that would now, be nice. imagine you're stuck in traffic. You got to go to a meeting. Man, how am I ever going to get <laughs> to this? Wait, I'm in a digital cockpit. Let me just use my mobile classroom or whatever type of conference room I need in the backseat of a taxi. Now, this will enable a lot of productivity, just like you mentioned, Omni, with that 5G technology. So you're getting picture-perfect quality with super-fast speeds, and at the same time, you're getting your into your destination with 100% productivity levels. So I do believe that this is going to be an invention not going to be implemented now. Again, a lot of these inventions, ladies and gentlemen, they come and they go, but when we see these things being implemented, I'm looking at a two, three, and even I'm going to push it to a five-year mark. It's interesting that you mentioned this because we do know that this was first launched back in 2018. Exactly. But it kept on evolving until it arrived to what we have today. Speaking of productivity, let's talk a little bit about safety because this is a very important aspect in any car design. And to make sure that as a passenger and as a driver, you are having a safe and a relaxing environment within your own car, the cockpit has features that will basically also enhance your health. So there's different markers that would analyze your health status before boarding the car, but also monitor your stress levels within your car. Now, Don't give this to my dad. Why? When he's driving. <laughs> His stress Is levels are going to go. Angry driver? He gets stressed when he drives. Oh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't blame him. 
But uh, I mean, I mean, I get stressed when I drive too, especially when I'm stuck in traffic and people are cutting me off, and then all of a sudden, uh, the the traffic starts to move really quick, and then someone start- comes in front of you without yeah. turning on a blinker, and then and then tra- you're stuck in traffic. Then all of a sudden, all the cars start to go, and then they all start to break. I mean, it, I get kind of sometimes I get stress attacks. I mean, thinking about it, can you imagine how the monitor would be going up and down, up uh, and down the entire time? I mean, if the car was a smart car, Omni, would probably say, "Stop! Oh, let me handle it, brother." True. <laughs> you don't. I'm. Let me do it, brother. Leave the steering wheel. Leave the steering wheel, and I believe maybe that is one of the most selling points that a lot of autonomous vehicles have. Yes. When you're in such a kind of a a overpopulated area like Los Angeles, New York, and you need, you just want to kind of relax for a second. I mean, you're come, you're at work all day. You're doing when you're nine to five, you jump in their car, and then you have to drive more an, stress, and you have to do another two-hour commute to get to your destination. I mean, it is tiring and a lot of a lot of a load on the person. So having an autonomous vehicle with that digital cockpit, I mean, it would be amazing, man. I would love to just kick back and relax, <laughs> watch my Netflix as uh, as as my car is doing everything, and maybe once in a while I do have to hit the horn. Beep. You know, speaking of relaxing, the car will also create the environment for you to relax. So if it so light the candles. Kind of. If it senses that you're getting stressed, the car itself will basically adjust the lighting. It will adjust the scent, the music, in an effort to help you relax. So imagine just sitting in your car and, you know, you have a good smell of yeah. oud or misc play- playing. But, but you know what the is a number one Omnia stress killer? What is the number Listening one? Listening to Pulse 95. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're ever stressed, turn on to put up 95.0 on the radio and obviously we'll relax all <laughs> your muscles. Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show, we still have lots and lots to share with you. We're going to be talking about earphones that clip right onto your glasses. What's that all about? Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. But I want everyone to get along. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. New tech you might want to play with or even listen to with because we're talking about the JLab JBuds frame. Now, they're open ear headphones you can clip to your glasses and only available for $50. I love this invention and I can't say I love this invention enough because we've talked about Bose headphones before. They're headphone glasses where you're basically wearing a pair of sunglasses but you're also listening to music at the same time. It's a great invention, but this is a lot more versatile because for someone like you, Hany, let's say, who wears a pair of eyeglasses, for you to be able to use I the- I hate wearing glasses. <laughs> Did I put you on the spot? I hate wearing glasses. <laughs> well, soon enough you can get LASIK, but for those of you who do wear eyeglasses, um, you won't have to take off your eyeglasses to be able to, let's say, have music in your ears, you know? You can just keep your pair of eyeglasses Clip those on. Or even sunglasses. Or sunglasses. Clip them on and you are good to go. Now the JBuds frames, they are two modules that have basically downward firing speakers that you can position right outside your ears and they will deliver music very seamlessly. Yes, and they are a part of a resurgent trend of open ear audio that has usually been the domain of Bluetooth enabled sunglasses and bone conducting bands. And they're retailing for just $50. Now, $50 for this type of technology is pretty neat. It's so very cheap. 170 dirhams around that. Now, it does fit into another trend. Now, JLab's history of offering surprisingly inexpensive headphones. Now, sometimes those headphones can outperform their price point. So the company is hoping that it can pull the trick off once again with this type of technology. Now, you're probably wondering, hmm. honey, 
I don't want people to know what I'm listening to while I'm walking around downtown. <laughs> well, this is where everything is different now because when you have these type of gadgets, it's going to you are the only one that's going to hear it. And you have to be really, 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 really close to someone to hear these type of headphones. Because I remember, Omnia, we had Big Haas from yes. the Allah Home team come and had, the, I think it was the Bose headphones, yeah, the Bose glasses. The glasses. And I heard everything crystal clear as if I had headphones on. But Omnia, who was just sitting a couple of meters away from me, could hear not a hear a single thing. You're definitely right. And the best part about it is that it's also lessening the damage that is happening in your ears. A lot of people actually suffer from hearing problems because of how long they have earbuds or headphones in or AirPods in their ears. Um, the best part about it is just like you mentioned, Hani, they are outperforming their price point. They're not that expensive, but they're still delivering very good quality music. Now, unlike integrated solutions, there is no attempt whatsoever to hide the fact that you've got headphones in your eyeglasses. They are clip-ons. People can tell that there is somewhat of an attachment on your sunglasses or eyeglasses. But at the same time, it's great to have instead of constantly having to plug in your headphones. But honestly, especially now during the age of coronavirus, imagine like... You have a mask on, you have the sunglasses on, and then you have AirPods in, let's say. It's just, mm. it's too many attachments. heavy. Yeah, it's too many attachments but on your face and on your mm. head. Now, let's say, Omnia, I'm right. I, I'm, I'm walking downtown, walking fast. <laughs> this is a song, by the way. And uh, then I all know. of a sudden, it starts to rain. Yes. Oh, man, I got my boat, my, what's it called, my JB frames with my JB headphones. It's okay, ladies and gentlemen, because these are water resistant, so they should be good for rain or even sweat. Now, some people wear glasses when they go to the gym. Can you I imagine don't. running with glasses and headphones? Uh, why headphones? You have, you have, no, no, I mean uh, the clips on. I mean, they should be light because yeah. obviously if something is heavy on my face, I do not want it because already I feel like my face weighs 100,000 pounds when I have glasses on. But... JLOP says they can be they can be used as a pair or even independently if you just want to attach and use one. So it could be like the same trend, Omnia, when you see like one person having AirPods and walking around acting like uh, they're a CIA agent. Yes. I mean, how many times, Omnia, have I did that joke on you? I'll have a headphone. Uh. I'll have a headphone in, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll be talking. And Omnia, I'm like, yeah. So and then Omnia would think I was talking to her. Yeah. And she's just laughing right now. Her face is going red. <laughs> Because I've done that joke so many times Way to her. too many times. Yeah, and uh, it works every time, ladies and gentlemen. It does. It's not my favorite, though. But it's my favorite. <laughs> for those of you who want to buy or purchase those clip-on buds, another good feature about them is that you can ha they have buttons on them that would allow you to control the volume. You can accept or reject calls. And you can even switch out the settings. Battery life is... It's good, but not as good as I would love to. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's rated over eight hours, Omnia. Yes, but like, how long do AirPods last you? Like eight hours. Really? Okay. I, Omnia, have I don't you, have a pair of AirPods. Have you, I've been on a 45-minute call one time with AirPods. And they switched off on you? Yeah. Man. They're not that good, AirPods. I mean, it's just because you have that easy accessibility of charging True. them every two seconds. And obviously with uh, these, I don't think anyone's going to listen to music for eight hours straight. You never know how obsessive people could be. Not, not necessarily music, but if you have them on and let's say you're a businessman, you're on, you're constantly on calls, then listening to music, then switching back and forth. And they have a good battery life. <laughs> I mean, I, the, the, eight so, hours they're, is they're, good. They're, they're, they're good. And I do believe, uh, again, the price point is awesome. $50. Yes. Again, I want to know what you guys think. Would you buy these type of clip-on headphones that go onto your glasses? 4215, Durot Salat. 
or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. If you want to purchase them, we just want to let you know that they will be available early spring of 2021. So we just have a few months left to wait. But a lot of people will have a chance to test them out pretty soon. Let us know your thoughts. Our Instagram DM is always open for all of you. Pulse95Radio or slide into our, slide into our DMs. Text is in at 4215. Future Talk is coming to an end, but you can catch us again tomorrow. Same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then. We'll see you next time, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.